Hey guys, welcome back to 5nothing100nothing.com. I am Fuck It. And that stands for the fittest underdog guru using intelligent tactics. Today, guys, I want to go over my book, A Trainer's Dozen. This is going to be chapter six, sixth, six. And uh, I want to cover um, three different topics. One is having a website. Another is public speaking and personal story. Um, and also about publishing, okay, and my big fail, all right, so without further ado, I'm going to read from the book as I think it explains it better than me talking off the cuff. All right, guys, have a web presence. This larger-than-life personality that you are developing needs to be seen. Visibility requires marketing. One of the best ways to be visible is by designing and launching your own website. Remember, this was 2007, okay? It doesn't have to change the world, but it must look professional. Be easy to find and be relevant with the sole intention of focusing on your services and products you offer. Websites can become the modern-day business card. Entry costs are very low, so you really have no excuse not to have one. One of the many benefits of having a webpage is that it makes your name and services accessible 24 hours a day all over the world. I can't tell you how much business I have attracted through my website. Not only do I use the site as a business card, but also when I occasionally speak on radio shows or more frequently in front of church groups or corporate events, I am able to give my website to everybody who asks for it. You must extend to the World Wide Web. Hard lessons on being prepared. On January 1st, 2004, I woke up to find my picture on America Online's AOL homepage and over 700 new emails in my e-box. America Online had named me their Take It Off champion um, for the month. Unfortunately, this publicity could not have come at a worse time. You see, I did have a website, but I had recently crashed it while trying to update it. When I saw that what was happening, I canceled my clients for the day and hurried over to a local computer software retailer looking to buy whatever software was necessary to get my website up and running again. How much business did I lose that day? Who knows? I did end up spending the rest of the day personally emailing over a thousand new contacts and trying to explain my web dilemma, but it was too late. Lesson, have your website up and running before your big break comes. Be prepared. True story. Next, public speaking. Most of us will, um, most of us will be asked to speak in public um, at one point or another. As you grow in name recognition, you must also be prepared and comfortable speaking in public. You may be a public speaker already, whether one-on-one uh, -on -one or in small groups, which is a great place to start. However, as time goes on, you will be asked to speak in a variety of settings and in front of larger groups. I advise you to never pass up an opportunity to speak. You might, be, you might not be a polished speaker right now, but each time you step out of your comfort zone and just do it, your skills and comfort level will improve. It's been said that public speaking is the number one fear of human beings. But I can tell you from personal experience that with much practice and, uh, and experience, you will improve and those fears will begin to dissolve. Today, I feel very comfortable speaking in front of groups and on camera. But I haven't always felt that way. Oh, it's true. Okay. During my senior year of high school, one of my assignments was to recite a poem in front of my English class. I was so terribly afraid that one week before it was due, 
I prayed each night that God would take my life so that I wouldn't have to do it. I tried every trick to ease my nervousness, even imagining my audience in their underwear, but nothing helped. I was nervous, and I'm sure my nervousness showed. Somehow I managed to get through the poem. Either God had bigger plans for me, or he didn't hear my prayers. Years later, I would have um, to further develop my pro wrestling, my skills for pro wrestling. I had to learn to do interviews, both before and after matches, but those times were even worse than reciting my high school poem. This time, I didn't get to imagine the audience in their underwear while I was clothed. Instead, I was actually the one in my underwear wrestling trunks. Uh, yeah, it wasn't actually underwear. It was more, more like a Speedo. Today, I speak in front of corporate audiences, church groups, and do television and radio interviews. Each time the anticipation builds and those butterflies come back, I've come to realize that those butterflies are only natural. I choose to use that nervous energy to my advantage. I take and channel it into enthusiasm to motivate audiences. Remember, it's a decision that you choose to make. Nervous energy will make or break you. And the coolest thing is that it's your choice. All right, guys, last one. Publish. As a personal trainer, you will be making a living by selling your time for money. Because there are only so many hours you can sell in a 24-hour day, you must find other ways to leverage your time for more money. Training clients in pairs or small groups can do this, but eventually you will still have to find ways to overcome the 24-hour time limit that we all have. So how can you leverage your time to make more money? After two years in the fitness industry, it hit me. I picked up a fitness business magazine that had an article explaining the various ways fitness pros can make more money. One of the suggestions was publishing material. This venue was nothing new to me, but the information was presented in such a way that it literally jumped off the page when I read it. It was this. You would only have to produce the material once, but could keep on selling it. In personal training, if you work one hour, you get paid for one hour. That's it. But the rules are different when you write a book, an article, or produce a CD or DVD. After reading this article, I brought, uh, bought several materials over the internet that taught me some of the finer points of writing, self-publishing, and marketing. I feverishly began writing my first book, Health, I Did It On Purpose. Unfortunately, my extreme enthusiasm to make my first million as a best-selling author overwhelmed logic, and I skipped a few very important steps. First, I didn't edit my book at all. Silly boy. If that mistake wasn't bad enough, I also didn't allow anyone to read or critique my book since I didn't want to take the time to fix it when they found errors. The wake-up call. I realized that I made a huge mistake when I bought a copy of my book for one of my home clients to review once it was published, mind you. She opened to the middle of the book and immediately found a few misspelled words, looked at me and said, wow, it looks like your editors are going to have their work cut out for them, don't they? I didn't answer. She stopped herself, looked up at me and asked, you are going to edit this, aren't you? Oh, Janet, you were right. I quickly replied, of course, that is just a rough draft. <clears throat> I was lying. To me, the book was finished. I sold roughly 100 copies to friends and family. Most of them were polite and gave me compliments. I needed the encouragement, but I also needed the reality check that my client unknowingly provided. 
lesson before you set the world on fire with your products. Be sure that it's only after you find your niche and have proven it works. Get feedback. All right, guys, that's it for this chapter. Next one, chapter seven coming up, baby. We're getting there. We're getting through the principles. Like, share, subscribe. Hope you guys are well. I'll talk to you again soon. Remember, edit.